Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. It's the pretty universal holiday today, I'd say. It's episode 89, and uh, we're back all virtual again. Protocol's still in place. Owen's here today. He won't be here the two shows after this, but he's here today. You good, ready for a good send-off today? Yeah, I'm expecting a 10 out of 10, so it'll be good. Mm, I like yeah. how he, he puts the expectations onto us, that, <laughs> that we have to live up to his standards. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. Uh-huh. Alex, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, I'm a big Shamrock Shake guy. It's kind of the first oh, thing that comes mm. to mind. Um, I, Phil, Phil looked like he was just about to vomit. I hate I those. That. Those are really terrible. Hey, man. They're not bad. They're not bad. Go try them if you have. What's the flavor? What is the flavor supposed to be? Is it like mint? Yeah. It's That's, so good. That's the problem. It's not a flavor. It's just a a malaise. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Adam, you like the Shamrock Shake too? Yeah, I'm actually a big fan as well. Um, I don't understand the hate that you're hitting us with, but uh, I wanted to shout out Pi Day on the last episode because Phil brought up National Napping Day and it was Pi Day, which is a big deal at my school. So shout out Pi Day. It's a big deal at your school. Love Pi Day. Well, you guys, I I guess I really flubbed up because... this guy Adam sends me an angry text two days later. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't mention Pi Day instead of National Napping Day. It was like, okay, all right. Well, I'm, <laughs> you didn't connect the dots the day of or the next day. It just had to be a couple of days late. Yeah, I feel like the statute of limitations on that runs out after like a day for sure. Yeah, yeah. but I did get a happy Pi Day text right away, so I guess it really nice. is a big deal. Exactly. Um, it's NFL free agency that's sort of dominating the headlines these days. Now, when between when we're recording this, which is at 5 p.m. Central Time, and when you hear this, I think Deshaun Watson will probably have a team. Um, it seems like that's going to happen tonight, but we're not going to stop for this guy. You know what? We're just going to bowl right through. So his four teams that he's choosing between, he met with all of Carolina and New Orleans, which we mentioned last show, and he also met with the Browns and he met with the Falcons. Were the other two that he met with? It's down to those four. So whichever one you think he's gonna go to, you can proceed with your take like he's already there. So go ahead and let it fly. If whichever one he wants to go, I think if he goes to the Browns, which I actually am now hoping he does, I think they are probably as good as any team in the AFC. As good as they're up there with the Chiefs and the Bills, in my opinion, because I mean they've retained most of their offensive line. I know they let go of J.C. Treader, but you know it's still an elite offensive line you've got the elite <laughs> adams laughing they've got <laughs> elite running back still and then uh you know you got one of the best defensive players in football on uh any defensive line there so i think they have to be instant super bowl contenders if that's the case and they got amari cooper that's right i almost forgot about that it, well, it, sorry adam if i if i didn't remind you he was gonna so there, there was no way you were gonna forget in a minute so don't worry <laughs> um true. He, the problem with that, he does have a no-trade clause. So I think he might say, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm good. But mm. I, I kind of I agree that he that he would make the Browns like a Super Bowl contender type, top six or seven odds. What do you think, Adam? Um, yeah, I was going to backpack on Owen Stake and just throw in Amari Cooper as well. Um, I think the Browns have a really good roster. I kind of laughed at J.C. Cheddar because I'm not going to lie, I don't know who that is, but uh, respect oh, he to got, Owen for He got that. cut this morning, but yeah. yeah. I don't know who that is, but uh, yeah, I think they're a good team, and obviously they need a quarterback, so it'll work out, I think. And Amari Cooper, you know. We know. I'm sorry, do they have Amari Cooper? I'm sorry. Uh Alex, what do you think? Yeah, um, I I like the Browns too. I totally agree with all your guys' points, but I'll throw in the Saints there as well just to mix it up a bit. Um, I think that they were still a super competitive team last year with like some of the worst quarterbacks I've seen. I mean, Ian Book and and uh, Taysom Hill and all those guys, Simeon. Um, I know they lost Marcus Williams in free agency, but I still think they have a super dominant defense. Um, still going to have Kamara. Uh, you get Deshaun in there. I think I think they'll be a super competitive team. Uh, they've given troubles to Tampa as well. Those last uh, the two games they played too. So I don't think that they you know 
be too, too worried about the Buccaneers. Um, so I think that, you know, if Sean were to go to the Saints, um, it, they'd, they'd be a real threat. Tread lightly, go two and four for the Camara Watson six game suspensions to start the season and then try uh, to yes. ship from there. Forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's why you signed Taysom Hill to the contract you did. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you just never go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's not. a guarantee. <laughs> and when you get him back, when you get Watson back, he can move to strong safety. So it all <laughs> right, works out. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And if you decide to move off him, I mean, there's 32 teams that would sign him at any of those positions. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He could do the Hughes check for another team, I'm sure. <laughs> um, it is. I think he's going to go to the Falcons because I think that he's from Atlanta. And they said that the he was like enamored by their meeting, so I think he's gonna end up going to the Falcons, which like I don't really understand their organizational philosophy over there, but uh if you can get Deshaun Watson, I guess, do it. It's an upgrade over Matt Ryan. You brought uh, up you brought up no trade clause for the Browns and then you said I think he's gonna go to the Falcons, which well, he's, he's, he's from, from there. Okay. Adam's got bodied. No. <laughs> I mean, they suck. So yeah, that, that part is true. Like, but he's also terrible. from there. It's warm, though, and it's a big city. It's like the fifth biggest city in America. Yeah. He can record with, uh, I guess, Little Baby's there, too, eh? It's mm-hmm. kind of a big draw. Oh, man. Can you imagine Watson, Harden, yeah. and Little Baby? Wow. <laughs> Fire mixtape, dude. He's going to be missing practices just like him. Yeah, up in the... I bet. Yeah, 6 a.m. wake-ups. Um, <laughs> Cleveland, not to get too much onto the Browns here, but Baker Mayfield last night posting a goodbye to the city of Cleveland. Now, I'm going to get right out in front of this. I personally hate this move because he hasn't been <laughs> traded yet. Um, seems like it's a little premature to me, but they did say, Chris Mortensen said today, that they're headed for a breakup, no matter what happens with Watson, that he's not going to be back, and that they, quote, want an adult at quarterback. I think Colin Cowherd literally could not contain his excitement as that part came out. But Baker Mayfield looks to be on the move. I don't understand where he would even go, really. I mean, I was reading, like, Seahawks, maybe, Panthers, like kind of like a middling team with, like, pretty average uniforms is where I see him going. But what do you guys think? You think he'd be willing to be a backup? No. <laughs> Are you interested? <laughs> um, I just think the only teams that would want him is to sign him as a backup because I think he's proven that he can't be a starter. So I, unless some like Christian Kirk, fifteen million a year, like one of those deals happen, I don't really see him going anywhere. I mean, I want to push back. He's. I think he has proven in the past that he can start. I think he's uh, had a really bad year resurgence of and he's been known injuries let's go so i mean you know i'm not a banker fan by any stretch of the imagination but i think (laughs) in this market with you know trubisky getting these the deal he did and carson wentz getting all this attention i could you know i could see a team taking a flyer like what phil said like a middling team like a seahawks taking a flyer on baker mayfield would not shock me even a little bit yeah what do we think about um the colts it's Ooh. not bad. Like, I don't love Baker Mayfield, but the Colts are, have been kind of like the commanders, just like shooting high, thinking like they'll get Derek Carr or all these other oh, guys. that's high. <laughs> like, that's – like, you're not getting a top five QB, you know? So, Derek Carr. Yeah, so if you, get, if you get Baker, though, I mean, I think that's a better upgrade than Carson Wentz, and they were still a decently competitive team with Carson Wentz, so – I like this idea that the Colts climb the ladder by two quarterbacks every year. Get just two quarterbacks better. Like Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz is like a, you know, 28th best quarterback to 26th best quarterback. Uh-huh. And then 26 to 24 with Baker. You just keep the line moving all the way down to one. It's like a ladder. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a neat idea there. I would say maybe, you know, I think some teams will talk themselves into him being like on the Browns and like, oh, the Browns are so dysfunctional. We'll put them in our situation and it'll work. I think something like that. I don't know. Um, Mitchell Trubisky going to the Steelers. Owen mentioned it earlier. Two years, I think $27 million. Ian Rappaport said that the Steelers were looking at uh, maybe Jimmy G or him. It was down to the two of them, and they ultimately went with Trubisky for free because I think Jimmy G would cost a first-round pick. So I think that was the kind of deciding factor there. I'm all for this because they can still draft a quarterback. 
It's not like they're making a big commitment to Mitch Trubisky here. It's not like he's going to be like guaranteed worse than Big Ben. Um, so I'm for it. I like it. I think it's pretty low, uh, low floor here. What do you guys think? Yeah, I do too. I agree with you, Phil, because I think, you know, like you said, they have the option to draft somebody in, uh, like take somebody in the draft and it's given the length of the deal. I mean, you know, you can move off him within two years and it's like, if you want to play him as a backup, you play, you, you have that option as well. So I think it's low risk, high, pretty high upside, given the talent that I think a lot of people think he has. So I really don't see the downside to this. Um, I don't, I don't hate it too much either. I just don't know how competitive you can get with like Mitch as your starting QB. Um, I mean, you can still get into the playoffs, but I feel like there are limitations with Mitch, you know, even though Mike, Mike Tallman's your coach and you have that dominant defense, um, still an upgrade over Ben, that's for sure. But I was a little to see that they I wasn't even hearing any stuff about them with Watson which I was a bit surprised about just you know given Watson's caliber I thought you know the Steelers would be kind of all over that just given that QB kind of seems like the missing piece with them um but yeah at the end of the day it's as long as it's an upgrade over Ben I think you know um Mitch rested a year backed up Allen so I think he's you know ready to ball yeah I hope so I think he was like, people are like, oh, people need to realize that he wasn't the problem with the Bears. Uh, well, I mean, he kind of was the problem with the Bears. Like, let's not pretend like that's uh, yeah. a crazy thing to say. It, Throwing a Kevin White, though, is tough. It is. Right. It is. That much <laughs> right. is true. You, you, you got to throw that in there and make sure people know. He was hitting up Kevin White and Anthony Miller pretty regularly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think just, just some st- stability will work for the Steelers here. I think with Watson, like... I think the asking price is, was just too too much for like mm. a pretty unclear situation, and the Steelers don't usually trade a lot of picks to get somebody. So I, and think, I also uh, think, sorry, do you think a first round pick is too much for Jimmy? Do you I do. agree with that? Yeah, I do. Okay, I wouldn't I trade disagree. first for Jimmy, but I don't. Yeah. You, you disagree? Yeah, I think one first is like, what are you missing out on? One of the rookie quarterbacks in this draft just for yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, I think you are I think that's I think you are. I think that's worth it. Hold on, Phil. Do you think that now that they have Mitch, they won't even try to draft a QB? No, I think they will draft one. Okay, okay. I, I'm pretty confident that they will. They're okay. gonna rock the four man duo of uh Rudolph Haskins, Mitch, and uh Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. It's gonna be <laughs> wow. fire. I know. Maybe just carry all four quarterbacks, dress them all, do a little Taysom Hill at safety action. <laughs> you pick out of a hat who's gonna start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a full stall fields. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> there we go. When you got four quarter, but one for each quarter. Um, <laughs> uh, the Jaguars are suddenly being talked about. Um, they do this like every maybe six or seven years. They have like a lot of money, and they're like, "All right, like time to spend it. And let's get serious." And they dropped a lot of money on the first day. I read something that said that they spent more in the first hour of the tampering period than only uh, than all teams but two spent the entirety of last off season. So they were really getting wow. ready to throw it around. Uh, Christian Kirk, twenty one million dollars a year, making him the third highest paid receiver in the league. Who are you bidding against? I I don't really understand that one. That one doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, somebody said they spent yeah steel <laughs> steel is exactly He's, right. He, Trent Bulky's thinking, wow, you kidding me? <laughs> no one else. Only twenty one. I'm getting them at only twenty one mil a year. <laughs> cash that in. I, when they tweeted the list, it's like highest paid receivers in the league: Adams, Hopkins. Kirk. I'm like, oh, <laughs> steal. Um, somebody said they're paying $117 million for Evan Engram, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, and Zay Jones. That, <laughs> that is fantastic. What a team. Um, they got a guard that was really good. Nice, nice. I'm happy for you guys, but uh, the Jags just jagging it up. I don't really have much to say there. You guys have anything? Just a great organization I have in the NFL. And I actually look forward to the like every, you know, five, six years where they do end up doing this, where they're like, rebuild's done. Like, <laughs> rebuild's, rebuild's over with, and we're going like full throttle. Like, this is our year. And I don't, I don't know like who makes like these decisions are just so 
I don't know what the philosophy is behind them. It's just like, let's get the most, like, not even average, just below average guys and <laughs> overpay them. Like, I don't know. They, they're just masters at doing it. So um, congrats to the Jags for not changing. Yeah, I feel like the conversation was probably like, the owner was like, hey, you need to like go out and get some people, like spend some money. And then the GM goes, you like, there's, you know, there's not really like anybody that wants to come here. And he's like, I like, I don't care. I'm not taking no as an answer. Spend some money and get some free agents. And so he's like, like, you want some free agents? Like, let me give 21 mil to Christian Kirk. And so that oh, was what he did. Oh, I, I think it. I know. I think yeah. Balky's trying to trick the owner where it's like, yeah, I'm not getting like Devontae Adams. So let me just uh-huh. pay him like Devontae Adams. And then the owner's going to think that he's like top five right mm. yeah 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 right. I think like, we got a, a gem like how did yeah. we get this guy like huh. holy smokes 84 yeah. mil this guy must be really really good <laughs> yeah. yeah doesn't watch football yeah he just it's <laughs> like an he just sees the salary sheet it's like wage yeah. sheet and he doesn't even look at the names he's like holy cow like yeah what is so he this? is the best wide receiver yeah They're like <laughs> yeah, like, yeah 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 He's like, wait a minute, like 350k a week? Like this guy must be a beast, dude. <laughs> wow. 350 you put him with the soccer salary yeah, sheet, sir. I am, I am. Wow. Going in deep on the wages. The yeah. other best thing about the Jaguars doing this is every time they do it, they usually have new uniforms. So it's like just it's, it's like a total start. Like, here we go. Bang. New additions. <laughs> like I love these guys. Um the Jags off season plans are fire. I wish I could get my hands on them. I love the Jags. Um, before we started, Von Miller got six years, $120 million from the Bills, which is just ridiculous. It's a long time. And he is my friend, so I think he's going to be very good by the time the contract is over. But uh, it's not a guarantee. So uh, it's just shocking news. I think we were all pretty stunned. Any Anytime you're paying a a linebacker like actual quarterback money like I, when you look at that contract you just think that's like that's like Kirk Cousins like type like money where you're just like trying to extend them you know like however much I don't know what the math is on that but that's you know quite a bit of money per year and it's like you're locking in a, a linebacker for six years I mean you know you could just always find one for very cheap in the draft if you want later like I don't like it's not like a position where it's like yeah, cornerstone. We need like linebacker. That was it. You know, the linebacker makes the team go. Um, so heartbeat. Yeah, it, it's the heartbeat of the team. Everything starts. You're building around your linebacker, is what I'm seeing. And that's what the Bills yeah. are doing. Uh huh. Who are the build 10 people going to be on his right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You want to build around him. So, um, definitely makes sense on the Bills part here. The other thing is, like, for an edge rusher like Von Miller, I can get paying that like big money because it's a valuable asset to have on your team. But I wouldn't pay this type of money at this length when a guy's 32 years old. To me, it's like, I, I just don't know when that, like I can think of in all of sports, like three contracts where that's worked out. Like Max Scherzer, a long-term contract worked out. I feel like every time this deal gets signed by year four, it's like it just dead money on your, on your, on your balance sheet. It's just trash. So, you know, we'll see. He's a friend of the show, so I wish him the best, but not That's on the true. Hopes. Very good friend of the show. Yeah. Adam, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, first of all, he's also the same age as Kirk Cousins, so that was a good comparison. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I think everyone Funny. here was expecting him to get a one- or two-year deal and just, like, go somewhere for a couple years while he's still, like, good. And then we saw the six-year deal, and we were all blown away. So, um, I mean, I compared him to – I forget his name again. DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware. And I think they were teammates for a bit, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe he's just trying to follow along in his footsteps, but hope the best for him. And I hate to like doubt a guy, but he's won two Super Bowls. Like, like you guys said, he's what, 32, 33 years old? For those six years, I doubt he's going to be, you know, going hard at it like he has been for his whole entire career. Like, it's tough to see just two Super Bowls. He's, sign this huge contract like all the money in the world i I just feel like the drive wouldn't be there um but you know maybe prison me wrong let's not forget the last time alex said that a player didn't care anymore was aaron Rodgers this year before he won mvp that is true that is true does he care we still need to the debate's not closed anymore (laughs) debate's not closed um i will say he did win the super bowl in 2016 and then he won it again in 2022. So if you're doing the math here, that's every six years. So if the Bills are Ooh. trying to, you know, get him to the sixth year because they know 
pencil yeah. it in 2028 world you want to develop a 33 year old <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly untapped potential hey hey Vaughn I, I know you're feeling a little sore today but let's put the pads on and maybe get yeah. some extra work in um, <laughs> just an idea um, the rest of the signings there are some big ones so I put them into three bins okay um, so you can just I don't think it's possible to have a take on every single one so just pick one you like from the bin and you can have a take about it uh, defensively JC Jackson went to the Chargers Chandler Jones went to the Raiders Randy Gregory went to the Broncos Marcus Williams went to the Ravens and then I don't know Traverius Ward went to the Niners Justin Reed went to the Chiefs any of those perk your ears up at all can I, uh, okay. can I throw another one in Sure. I don't want a Teddy Bridgewater to the Dolphins. It's That's in another one. bin, guy. Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> don't keep that in that bin. Guy, Adam. Uh, you, there's, we just t- tapped into bin number one, guy. There's I three thought you bins. Were, I thought you were dropping that. all the bins right now. My no, bad, it's bad. like Storage Wars, guy. There's like oh. a couple bins. Yeah. I thought you were Check emptying all the bins out, and we had to rearrange them. No, no. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. It's okay. I think Randy Gregory is a good signing. Sorry, Owen. But you're yeah. good. You're good. He's a... Uh, I was sad to see him go from the Cowboys. I think he's uh he's definitely a good ad or good add to your defense on any team. So that was it's tough. Five years, seventy million dollars is a lot of money. I liked how the Cowboys they said because it came out that he had re-signed with Dallas, and then an hour later they said he was going back to Denver. And then what they said happened was the night before they agreed in principle, and they were like, "Great." And then in the morning they called him back, and they were like, "Actually, we've been doing some thinking. We're going to go back on the agreement, and we'd like to pay you less." And he was like, "Cool. I'm going to go to the Broncos. I'll uh, I'll be over there." <laughs> I like how you said it was a lot of money. But Von Miller's contract is like significantly more, and I'd rather have Gregory for five years. Alex, I'm sure you uh, you know which one you're taking there. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Chandler Jones here. Um, so it's like I don't know. I guess it's just wait and see because I'm not not too too sure how this is all going to work out. Um, yes, thing the whole philosophy was to pair him with Crosby. On paper, I mean, looks good. Like Chandler Jones has still been dominant for years on end. Um, Max Crosby looks like he's just only going to get better. So, um, and then we made that trade um, for Ngakwe to to the Colts and got back a cornerback, uh, Rock Yasin. So I guess you kind of look at it. We got Jones and Yasin for from Ngakwe. Um, he he's still just I don't know. Like older players in the NFL scare me because their drop off is so quick. In like four games, they can just be like cut because they're so bad. Um, hopefully that's not the case with Chandler Jones. But, um, you know, I, th- I still think it fills a need. Like, we've still needed an edge rusher for a while. Um, but the new management, I don't, like, they're not gaining my trust too, too much. They just seem like they're signing all these ex-Patriots players, like Jones, Jacob Johnson, Brandon Bolden. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if we get Stephon Gilmore, too. So if that's the only philosophy, I'm not going to be super happy. Like go out and get someone else that you haven't had before. Or like, you know, like if you're just going to keep signing these Patriots guys or guys that the Patriots dump, it's like, I don't know. It's not, it's not great, but um, you know, he's, he's, he, if he can keep up the, how he's been playing the last couple of years, I'm, I'm definitely down. But the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2019. So. I mean, yeah. Right. So they're good. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah, three years removed. You want those yeah. guys. And by the grace that's of little, God, they're available. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the LeBron doctrine. Yes. Is yeah. Get the guys who won the championship before because they won, so they must be good. Mm-hmm. Who did yeah. I play in the finals? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. No way he's available. <laughs> yeah. His arm is falling off his body. Um, <laughs> did you have anything you liked there, Owen? Yeah, I think just on a like a general point, I think the AFC West arms race is like super interesting because all these teams, I mean, out of those, all those um, players that you mentioned, I think three or four of them are all going to that, you know, Broncos, Chiefs, or sorry, Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. So I just think it's interesting to see these teams kind of stock up. I'm excited for uh, for next year because it's going to be a battle and the Raiders like, are going to be know, in the battle them. is what you're going to say. We're going to be in the battle. They're doing, they're doing their best, you know, Jags, like, you know, let's get some guys, let's make some noise, you know, make some rumblings. Fill up the wage um, bill. Yeah, fill up the wage bill. Hit the floor. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but no, I'm excited to see how it pans out. Cause I think JC Jackson's really good. And I think, I think a lot of those guys are good. So I think it'll be fun. Every year in the NFL, a team goes from first place 
to last place in their division. Maybe it could be Mahomes. You never know. AFC wow. West getting interesting. Just some food for thought. Um, here's another bin I'm going to empty for you. The Titans cut Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. The Browns cut Jarvis Landry. Owen, oh, your Jets got CJ Uzama. Nice. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I may, yes. maybe broke some news to you there. Uh, you Russell Gage went to the Bucks for $30 million. I I didn't know he was good. He was like 10% owned in fantasy. Um, DJ Shark went to the Lions. And Cedric Wilson, Adam's boy, went to the Finns. That's a pretty slim bin, but if you have anything. Oh, and Gronk re-signed with the Bucks too, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, not a surprise. It's the Brady effect. Yeah. Yeah, it, I've been hearing is. rumblings too that they're going to get some of their free agents too, like uh, Jensen. They're saying mm. is yeah, he's going like back. He's going to resign. Traded yeah, for Shaq back. Mason, so the Patriots can have some money for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think, I guess I I don't know with these older receivers, namely Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry. I feel like I don't know why the market is. You know, so like, you know, I feel like they should get more interest than guys like Kirk and Gage. Like, I feel like there's they they still like, especially Jarvis Landry. I think when he, he's a pretty finesse guy, meaning he's not. You know, he had a really slow combine. Uh, you know, forty. He's never been a really freak athletically. So I think you know somebody like that who's really skilled could be a good piece on a contender. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see what happens there. I don't hate that take. I feel like you would just rather take your chances with somebody younger, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I see that too. Mm-hmm. With $21 million a year on Christian Kirk or 5 million a year for Jarvis Landry. I know which one I'm picking. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You have anything on that bin, Alex? Yeah. I'm going to actually just piggyback off Owens because I think Jarvis Landry is probably the most interesting piece to me. I think he's still like a, a good, good depth, a good wide receiver. Um, and if you can get him on a, on a contending team, I think it could, you know, do wonders for you because we've never seen him on a team besides the Browns. Um, so, so if, if, you know, we know how toxic the Browns are, we know how toxic Baker is. Um, and I think it'd just be funny to, you know, OBJ goes to the Rams for like six games and, um, you guys are laughing. I think he played for the Dolphins, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He did. Oh, yeah. He did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a don't, heat take. Don't worry. Yo, but I, but I, uh, <laughs> I remember. I, sorry, I forgot. Um, but I think it'd just be funny. You see OBJ go and win a Super Bowl. And, you know, it'd be funny if Jarvis Landry went to a contending team and they did something special. So um, I think he's definitely a guy that you'd want. Mm-hmm. Adam, you want to say goodbye to Cedric Wilson? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to say, Jarvis Landry is like a nice piece, but it's not like he really brings any like spark to a team. You know what I mean? Like signing like a, like we hate on Christian Kirk, sure, 21 million a ton, but at least he's like a deep threat, you know, a little like a little exciting, like add something to your team. Jarvis Landry is just kind of like a, like a little bit of a solid piece. Um, I love how he goes from like, like, yeah, Christian Kirk's sick to, a little bit of a solid piece. Yeah, I'm not he's saying, a decent three or four. I'm just saying yeah. he adds something to your team that you didn't have before. Whereas yeah. Jarvis Landry yeah, is like Jarvis Landry's just like a good route runner. Um, but Cedric Wilson to the Dolphins. I don't know if uh, Tua can throw the ball deep, but uh, if he can, that's a solid piece. And they have like a sneaky one of the better receiving cores in the league now. I'd say right. mm-hmm. you're saying Riker, you're saying you don't know if Teddy Bridgewater yeah. can throw it deep. Is what you yeah. mean. Good. That, that bin's next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that bin's about to get emptied. Yeah. So I think we might break a record for solid piece being said in one episode. <laughs> I've heard it already like 10 times. No, weird. I think, I think Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, Cedric Wilson, like that's a really good, that's a really good trio. Why are you shooting solid pieces? So good. So good. So, yeah. <laughs> Why are we pretending he's bad? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to run next to Gallup, Cooper, and Lamb than it is next to Parker and Waddle. I don't know. Okay. That's just what I think. Um, The quarterback bin, which needs its own special place. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater going to the Finns. Um, (laughs) Chase Daniel re-signing with the Chargers, who I saw has made $158,000 per pass attempt for his career. That is beautiful. Wow. 
Tyrod Taylor going to the G-Men, uh, Joe Flacco going back to the Jets, and Kyle Allen going to the Texans. That's the quarterback signing so far, if you have anything there. I like my guy, Tyrod. You like what did we? What did we decide his name is? Tyrod or Tyrod? Tyrod. What was it, Adam? <laughs> I said Tyrod, but Tyrod. no one disagrees. Good, yeah, uh, good little depth, depth, depth piece there. Not gonna say the SP word. Um, <laughs> you know, put some, give some competition there to Daniel Jones. But oh boy, I don't know if uh, I, I'm. I'm thinking like the Giants just do a disservice to Jones, and they just make like Taylor the the starter week one, and then it's like, look, he's not. He can't even beat out Taylor. Um, and then that kind of ends the Jones saga in New York. So um, might might be interesting. When you say competition, do you mean for who gets the last hospital bed? Or uh, yeah, 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 that as well. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it, yeah. I, I think we're gonna be looking at Jake Fromm by week fourteen again. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Uh, um, Adam, you want to finally get your Teddy Bridgewater takeoff? Um, I mean, I guess I I just feel like he's gonna make. Like Tua is also gonna do the classic, miss a couple games, and I feel like Teddy's gonna come in and light things up there. So that'll be tough for Tua, but I'm hoping he turns Teddy two gloves turns him into Tua two gloves. That'd be sick. Like maybe even... some like veteran behind him, like yo, you need two gloves, and he's like bet. But would you mm-hmm. want to wear two gloves in that Florida heat though? Your hands he gets sweaty. I don't know. We'll see what Teddy does. I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I'm bringing. I don't up think I can questions. think of a phrase that's like further from the imagination when I think of Teddy Bridgewater than light it up. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's ever lit any game up ever. Uh, that's, that is true. I agree. Yeah. I think you could say that with pretty much everybody in that bin. Uh, that is a gruesome <laughs> looking, gruesome looking five. I mean, Tyrod yeah, Ty- had a couple. Give some flowers to Tyrod. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He did get uh-huh. his lung like cut by a trainer. That is true. He did get yeah, actually yeah. stabbed. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, before a game. Um, quickly, I think that the true cringiest things I've heard this week are Mitch Trapitsky and Von Biller. It's getting close to decide which one I hate more. Um, Didn't you drop Mitch Trapitsky? Like you I think I heard it. that too. You dropped it a couple times. Okay. Did. It's over now. That was on Monday. <laughs> this is Wednesday. Um, <laughs> baseball. This I don't mean to alarm the people because there's – there's a fever going around and it's blue jay fever and it's back and it is getting exciting alex is off the screen right now but when alex oh there he is there he is um alex had to get up to take off his guerrero jersey to reveal underneath his just regular blue jays t-shirt yeah 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 Um, the Blue Jays, in case you were wondering, they did lose Semyon and Ray back in December, but they added Gausman in December, and now they've gotten Kikuchi, and this morning they make the trade and get Matt Chapman. So the fever is sweeping the nation right now. The Jays, who knows what they're going to do next. I think they aren't done. There's some Jose Ramirez rumors. There's They didn't get Schwarber, but there's still some Freddie Freeman stuff lurking in the weeds. I'm so excited right now. I think probably the most excited, it's a dead heat between Alex and Owen. Owen said he watched 30 minutes of Matt Chapman fielding highlights, so I think it is close. But Alex showed the merchandise today, so whoever wants to go, go. I can start. So, yeah, I'm wearing, I'm actually wearing an A's hat because I wanted to give a shout out to our good friends. They gave us Josh Donaldson, our last, you know, stud third baseman. For I mean, unless we're including Biggio in there, which I'm not. Um, so yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really fired up. We already talked about Kikuchi, but I'm really fired up about Matt Chapman. Um, I think even if you take out his bat, his bat out of the equation, which we can talk about, he's probably the best defensive third baseman in all of baseball. Like in 20, I was looking at his run saved, defensive run saved, and I think he had like in 2019, which was his best year, he had like 28 runs saved. He had like 10 last year. So he's a really, really good third baseman. When you look at a guy like Jose Ramirez, who a lot of people consider the third, the best third baseman in baseball, he's like negative 10 defensive run saved last year, which is a really bad metric for him. So we're getting a, a great glove, which I mean, you know, third base has kind of been a question mark for a little bit. Um, it's kind of been a rotation. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And then, you know, you look at his bat, I think he had like 37 home runs in 2019, which like I said, was his best year. Last year he had I think 25 or 27. So he's got pop. Um, you know, he's got a strikeout problem. Um, which is why his batting average was pretty low last year. But 
Um, I think there's reason to believe that, you know, we can kind of figure that out in Toronto because we do pretty well with developing hitters and kind of helping hitters work through things. So, you know, I'm really happy. I think we got a piece at third base. We, you know, kind of clears up the rotation there because we've got somebody that can go out every day. Somebody that's a really solid glove that'll save and win games for us. And uh, everything else for me is gravy. We can get his bat, you know, where it needs to be, um, get his strikeout rate down. Then you have a guy with power and a guy who can uh, who can hit there. So I'm I'm super excited. I think we're we got to be prohibitively the favorites at uh, in the AL at this point. I think Vegas agrees. They have the third best odds right now to win the World Series. They're actually tied for second with Houston, and uh, the Dodgers have first place. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I'm I'm so pumped today. Like waking up to that news, I was I was super happy. Um, like Owen said, we've kind of needed a third baseman here for a while now, um, and I, I was down for you know Ramirez or, or Chapman, and those both look like really good fits. Like Owen said, um, regarded as one of the best third basemen in baseball, and um, as well like Ryu and I think Kikuchi are actually like they ground, uh, have a lot of ground, ground balls, ground ball pitchers, yeah, ground ball pitchers. Right. So, right. so Chapman's just like going to be a mop for them and, and mm-hmm. not really going to let too much get through there. So um, he'll definitely help those guys out too, which I think is a big plus. And when you talk about fit again, it just makes sense when, when you have maybe two, two or three pitchers out of your rotation that are kind of ground ball pitchers um, having Chapman there helps a lot. Um, I also agree. I'm not worried about his bat at all. Like yeah. not worried at all. Um, most of the Blue Jays um, uh, players, you know, can nicely. So I'm not worried about him. And I think they were saying something about how um, uh, Rogers, Rogers center is um, like, he's going to have, or Oko is harder, I guess, to, to hit home runs in, I think is what they were saying. So Oko, Oko is harder to hit for average in because it's so big in the foul lines. So you exactly. can make plays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, another plus just playing there um, a bunch in Toronto is going to be good for him. And I just wanted to say too, like Phil and I were talking about this, like even yesterday before the Chapman, um, for the Chapman trade, the Blue Jays are just like the best organization yes. and, and out of all the teams that we follow, like whether it's NBA, NHL, like football, they're just like, I'm, I've been so impressed with this drive to win and dr- like, full throttle throttle like we don't care like like we give the prospects we dish out the money there's no cheap ownership like i'm just thrilled with like how much they care and how much they want to win which is something that atkins and shapiro promised when they did take over from anthopolis so i'm just like uh even the gosman from the gosman signing i knew i was like hey like we mean business like this is this is for real like the jays are like we're ready to go and and i'm i couldn't be more excited for the season to start yeah. yeah, we have the best ownership in baseball, bar none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you think back to the start of the off season when we we lost that game, um, or we didn't make the playoffs on the last day, we won the game. But I remember saying on that last show that we did, you know, they're going into an off season where it's going to take four hundred million dollars to keep Ray and Simeon, who are arguably the two two of the three at least most valuable players to the team. And then they go into the off season, they're like, okay, we can't spend that, but guess what we're going to do? We're going to get better at third base we're going to replace the pitcher you know it's not like when they took over I did have doubts because the years before Anthopolis they never really you know they always were making moves but never really clicked in they made that big trade with the Marlins Mm -hmm. they made that big trade Ferrari Dickey that never worked out they they did have a down year after you know sort of that 2018-19 period but ever since then it's like okay like we've got guys that are good enough to win with let's just go for it so i agree with alex completely i'm super excited this year i'm going to i'm going to cherish this a little bit i think i think Me this too. year i'm going to grind out some jays games cuz i don't think they're done i think they're going to add another bat and like you said about chapman like he is great defensively of course he's great defensively you're not worried about his bat the, the reason we're not worried is cuz like the jays most of their players have that the exact same inverse situation good at the dish not as good with the glove the fact that we get a guy with an inverse like whatever he does at the plate to me is like a bonus the fact that he's just like a league average at at minimum is good enough his glove is good enough to compensate for everything else so i'm i'm super excited yeah i think it could yeah it could not be better and i i like i like you said phil (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if um you know if we make if we make another move before it's all said and done before the dust settles yeah i I also say can i also say i don't feel like we gave up like a crazy like yeah we didn't like yeah. i mean i saw the guys that were in there and you know they're they're quality players but it wasn't like we gave our uh 
I think Otto Lopez is actually a top top ten uh, prospect in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, those guys. So I mean, not giving up those those type of players is is I think huge. And and like like you guys have been saying, I think we could still make another move. Like I don't think it's out of question. With with we still have assets. It's not like we depleted every single possible asset, right? So yeah. um, we can make some moves. We have maybe like a surplus of outfielders too that could be interesting to a team maybe um so definitely so i think we could definitely like we're still in the market to make a move so i wouldn't be surprised yeah and this reminds me too a little bit of the Simeon uh situation in that you know you get a guy from oakland obviously it wasn't through a trade it was through free agency but you get a guy who you know is, is proven to be a proficient hitter and you're basically getting him off a down year on, on a slight discount and you know when you know, you move him to a, a hitter-friendly park like Toronto and you get him with, you know, Martinez and some of the coaching stuff that we have, I think you can really develop guys. And in, in Simeon's case, it was his glove that was a question mark because he's moving from short to second. But in this case, you're going to play this guy at his natural position where, with, like Alex was saying, with these ground ball pitchers. And we already know he has crazy range and, and all that. So I think, I think it's a really smart move, honestly, for both sides too. So I'm really, really, really pleased with yeah. it. This is what the A's do. They traded Matt Olson for a similar type package, you know. Yeah. Take the surplus of prospects more than the guaranteed rate of prospects. Get the guys that you like and can bring through more grabs mm-hmm. at it. And uh, I think they're looking for a left-handed batter or a switch hitter or something. I think that's mm-hmm. probably what they're missing at this point. Cap or not, let's do it. There's three this week. Everybody, Everybody's got one. So what do you think there, Alex? You want to go first? Uh, yeah. Um, so my first cap or not is our boy, Russell Wilson. I don't know if you guys saw this today, but he had his press conference. Oh, I had, and, this was uh, my cap or not as well. Okay. Okay. I have a, okay. We can just talk about this one. Um, and he, we've caught him capping before he had the classic. I worked out like 20 hours today oh, right. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. rehab the finger. <laughs> I forgot and, about that one. And this one's, this one's pretty bad. Uh, goes, Russell Wilson said he's watched all 17 of the Broncos 2021 games two or three times in the past 10 days. That process started while he was on vacation with his wife. That is cap. Yeah, I'm going with major cap. I think he is a serial capper. Everything about him is so... He's he's getting up there. I said this to Adam the other day. He's up there with J.J. Watt and the For the Cameras Awards. Like when he was doing the break the huddle, like practicing breaking a huddle in front of the camera. That was right up there. This is an egregious lie. He's walking on the beach and he's like... Oh my God, like I need to go look at week 13 right now. I need to figure out what we did in at Raiders and I need to document. It. Like week three against the Jags, like everybody be yeah. quiet. I need to hear the snap count right now. The Broncos' first three games this year were Giants, Jags, J- uh, Jets. So I know he's not like in depth on those. So yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I'm going cap. What do you think, going? I mean, that's clearly cap. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to lose some respect here for Russell Wilson because we've like it's not even like a close like tight race like is it cap yeah. or not like it's a it's a outstanding cap. Well, yeah. I didn't think it would have been that bad if he didn't say two or three times. Like I, I yeah. think it's believable yeah. to say you watched every game, and it's not like he's watching the like PVR like with the commercials. He probably just has like every play there, fifteen seconds. You just watch and, the play, hit next play, and it you don't probably think he's doesn't YouTubing? take. No, I, the seven-minute highlights. What is <laughs> they have new coaches? What is he doing? It's a faster system to watch. That them. is so true. I think you can watch it. And then <clears throat> it's also like, like if you watch the games, cool. But he's like intentionally lying about when he watched the game because I know he's not watching them on the beach at vacation. I know that's not happening. Yeah, he's yeah. lying. He's saying that to make it seem like he's more of a hard-o football guy than he actually is. He's like, I don't, even when I'm on vacation, I'm not on vacation. And you know? and to Phil's point, that stuff's irrelevant. You literally have a brand new coaching staff. Like they're yeah. probably not yeah. running any of those plays. So literally yeah. everything's different. It would have been more valuable if you said, I watched the Packer games. Like, I don't understand. No, yeah, it's, it's up there with Kevin Gates for me at this point. Yeah. The, no, the Kevin Gates is, is an egregious, <laughs> egregious <laughs> violation of what he thinks human <laughs> minds are capable of that. That take is so bananas. Yeah. Um, Every even... theory that's ever been invented goes against what Kevin Gates was talking about. Yeah, I'd like to see him talk yeah. about the theory of light. That goes against yeah. Einstein's theory of light. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Owen, what was your cap or not? 
Um, yeah, mine's uh, quicker, um, but it it's basically just that Colin Kaepernick said he's still working to make it back to the NFL despite not playing any game in nearly six years. So I, you know, I think he's he's met with like Bobby Wagner and stuff, but I just think it's Cap that he's actually genuinely trying to make an effort to come back to the NFL. You think that's Cap? I do. I don't. I, think, I don't think it's Cap that he's trying to get back into the NFL, but him saying he's working out every day, like that kind of stuff, is like for sure Cap. Like you're probably working out like two to three times a week, like on the field and stuff. But he just happens to like get a camera crew out and record it and be like, "Yeah, I'm working every day." So I'll go Cap with you, but not as heavy Cap. Yeah, I don't know. He's been out of the league for six years. I just, I personally feel like it'd be tough to just keep practicing. At- at a high level for six yeah. years and not even sniff of a, a NFL contract. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think that's, I'm leaning more cap. Yeah. yeah. And the other reason is because like when he's met with teams, which he has in the past, like he's had NFL GMs and stuff come to his workouts. They're always like, he's like, not, it's not a real thing. Like it's for the cameras, essentially. They're like, this is a publicity stunt every time that's happened. So to me, it's like, he says this every few months. And meanwhile, he's like dropping Netflix shows. He's got this (laughs) Disney deal. He's like dropping ice cream flavors. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice cream flavors. (laughs) I feel like it's like, (laughs) he's like, it's like keeping the brand up. But the reason I say it's capped is because I don't think he's genuinely, that's genuinely his goal. Yeah. Wait, he actually dropped an point. ice cream flavor. That was he did, dude. I'm not. I didn't make that up. <laughs> really? I'm not gonna lie to you here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This good looks good. What is in it? Uh, caramel non-dairy frozen dessert with fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie swirls. All right, dude, I'm buying that. that. Yeah, I'm mucking yeah, that. No, that's I'm not, that. I'm, I'm destroying <laughs> that. That's a one sitting type beat. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, sometimes yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like sometimes ice cream is I have to be alone activity for the rest of the night. You know, yeah. it's like it's and gonna upset too, the tummy. It is, and the other thing is like you open a new ice cream container. And then it's all soft. It's like got the right texture and you don't want to put it back in because it's going to get the freezer burn. So you're like, yeah, I got to take one for the team here and just, you know, kill it. Yeah. And you don't want to go back up to the freezer and put it back right. in there. You know, you right. just drain yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. down with that. I, I would give that a try. If I can get it on special order to Canada, like maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Bozo of the week, genius of the week. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do Bozo. Let's do it. Let's do it. You want to go? I can go. Yeah. I love it. My bozo this week is Elon Musk. And oh, no. The reason is, I'm sure, actually, I'm not even going to say this anymore because a lot of the times you don't know. I just, I don't know what you look at on Twitter, but he, uh, he. <laughs> Are you going to say, I'm sure you saw this, but last yeah, I was. Week turned you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was tweeting at uh, Vladimir Putin in Russian and he basically challenged him to a boxing match. And the reason he's a bozo is because he does pulls stunts like this all the time where he thinks he's look, I'm Elon Musk, you know, he's got his moments for sure. And I'm not going to say I'm not a fan, but when he does these things, it's like, I find it so cringe sometimes because it's like, you're not going to actually fight this guy. He doesn't care about you. And nobody thinks it's funny. Like it's literally, they're fighting a war right now. And you're like, Oh, like, let me, you know, let me pull a Jake Paul and we're going to box and like, we can get Joe Rogan to ref it. Like, yeah. Who is no. listening to you, man? Like, it's not that it's not funny. It's like, if it's a funny joke, whatever, but it's not. And it's just, it comes across as corny to me. So I agree. It's a lot easier tweeting from the comfort of your home and in, in your like $500 million home and in, in California yeah. or wherever the hell you live. And you know, yeah. you got people out there, you know, dying in Ukraine. So uh, definitely not not a fan and it, it is cringe it doesn't even have to be this thing but anytime he tweets anything all the finance bros are always like oh like yeah. he tweeted elon musk is so yeah. sick and then you got the guys in the comments saying like yo can i get a tesla like can i get a tesla just shut up like it's <laughs> so annoying and cringe oh, man. Bozo on. I like good it. good bozo and strong yeah. to the hole Thank um you. my bozo of the week is ben simmons and I don't mean to beat a dead horse here. I really did not. I thought if you asked me last week, is there a chance he ever gets Bozo of the Week again? I would have said no. But I, I saw this, and he is going to file a uh, grievance against the Sixers because the Sixers oh, did not pay him $20 million because, oh, he worked zero hours. That's why he didn't get paid uh, his $20 million. But, hang up. So 
they're they're asking for the sort of this this sort of comes to about because they are going to say allegedly in this alleged lawsuit that he was not able to play because of mental health reasons and if he had played that the Sixers crowd would have damaged him mentally further than he already was allegedly this is the only reason he showed up on Thursday because he, they're going to go to this and say Here's Exhibit A. He wasn't even playing in the game, and this is how he gets treated. They're t- antagonizing him when he warms up. That's what they're using as the oh. evidence. That was the only reason he was at the game. So I just want to say, if he thinks he's going to get any of the $20 million, again, you worked zero hours. You didn't even live in the city. I don't understand how he thinks in his brain he's entitled to this money. He was perfectly not injured until he showed up to the Nets. I don't understand this guy at all. I think this is complete bozo behavior to even show up to the game and have this be the driving factor behind it. Not that you are just, you know, trying to show some unity to the team. Because I even said on last show, I don't understand why he was there. He was just creating a distraction and just trying to rile up like a a scene, which is exactly what he wanted to do. So to have this come out, I think the whole thing is despicable. And I'm out on him and I'm out on Clutch for orchestrating this whole thing. Yeah, he's doing a good job of making himself the most unlikable player in pro sports. I Absolutely. think it's a very short list, and I think he might have the best odds because that's a joke. I mean, I, you can say what you want about Philly fans, but they care a lot about their sports. And I think to, to blame them for your struggles and your personal issues off the court, I think is a, it's a low move. I think it's like a – I don't know. I think it's trashy. So. Yeah. I mean, I've said you, there's probably hours of footage on the show of me trashing Crumbum, but I think he's, I'll say it again, I think he's a, a scumbag. I think he sucks, and I, I'm not a fan. I agree. All right. Uh, so for my bozo, this is kind of, uh, once again, for me and Phil, since it's hockey-related, but my bozo is uh, TSN Toronto Media. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this, Phil, but um, – I'm they're sure just I the did. Most biased people, like I think they're worse than if you take Lakers media, if you take Cowboys media, if you take Yankees media. I think Toronto's Maple Leafs media is the worst media there is. I just because last year you said Jays and Raptors, eh? Yeah, sorry, not not Raptors. <laughs> I had to clear that up. Sorry, I, I love my Jays and my Raptors, but Maple Leafs sports media is horrible. Um, so last year uh, there was this guy. For those of you who don't watch hockey, Kaprizov. Um, he's this absolutely nasty uh, Russian player that plays for the Minnesota Wild. Um, and he's 23 years old last year, and it was his rookie season. And he was just tearing the league up, playing phenomenal, probably their best player. Um, and and TSN last year was saying um, that he shouldn't deserve the Calder, which is essentially rookie of the year in the NHL, um, because, because um, he's just too old. 23 years old he's too old he doesn't deserve it he spent about a dec- decade and a half in in russia in professional uh in in russia playing hockey against grown men it doesn't count it's not fair all right whatever um and this year the maple leafs have michael bunting who's actually a rookie considered a rookie as well and he's playing he's playing okay but he's 26 years old so three more years older than than kaprizov and they're saying he should absolutely win the Calder. There's no discussion about it. Like it's 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 clean. He should win it completely. So these guys are just bozos. I mean, people are acting like you know they're acting like we can't find an article from a year ago. I mean, it's just a joke, um, and it's clearly biased. And it's just it grinds my gears that they can just go trash a guy who's 23 year old, 23 years old for you know being too old. He shouldn't win the Calder, and then they got their own guy who's 26 years old, like 26 years old. That's unbelievable. And they're saying, yeah, he should win the Calder easy. So I just think it's a joke. Yeah, no, I fully agree. It's uh, you could put them for bozo. They're the bozos of my life, really. They're I've said if the Maple Leafs, I know this won't happen, thank God. But if the Maple Leafs ever won the cup, I would literally leave the country for a couple of days. I think I I could not tolerate it. So uh, I agree. You with won't you. have to leave the country though. Like we're yeah, good. no, like I no, said, it's not. It won't happen. happen. Like, so it's I'm cool, I, I'm good. They yeah. just grind my gears. Had to get that off. So the three noms this week: stacked field. We got Ben Simmons. We got. Toronto Sports Network, and we got uh, Elon Musk. Simmons. I'm going Ben Simmons. What a clown. Yeah. 
I'm going with Elon Musk. But it was close. I, I could have gone for anybody there. But Ben Simmons gets the win. Okay, genius of the week. My genius of the week is Fernando Tatis. Um, now, I'm sure a lot of people saw this. One of Owen's favorite sayings right there. But I'll give you the spark notes. One of the brightest young stars in baseball plays for the Padres and shows up to spring training at the end of the MLB lockout, and he's got a fractured wrist. And they go, okay, you're going to need surgery. What's the deal there? The Padres say, yeah, he broke his wrist on a motorcycle accident. And then they went to ask Fernando about it, and they said, when did it, When exactly did the crash happen that you broke your wrist on? And he said, which one? So that's – and I know what you're probably thinking, superstar young athlete, like he's got to have provisions in his contract that forbid right. him from motorcycle riding. Oh, he does. Don't worry. But when you're a superstar – you make your own rules and you do what you want. And are we really hating on a guy for having a hobby here? He just likes to bike. So I'm going with Fernando. Good good answer when you just say which one and skirt the, skirt the question entirely. Maybe give up biking. Maybe just because it doesn't sound like you're that good at it. But do what you love. So yeah. I got Fernando as genius of the week. Just, you know, not a big deal. The whole franchise depends on you there, boss. So Yeah, it's not like, the, you know, the Padres... They have many World Series and a lot of history. So, yeah. yeah. It's not They've like got a lot of guys that can step up, though, and fill his role. So, yeah, not to worry. <laughs> not to worry at all. Uh, what are you Good putting through, man. Owen? So, I am nominating, we mentioned him earlier in the show, but I'm nominating Chase Daniels. Uh, so, he signed a one year, $2 million contract um, just this week, or I guess a couple of days ago. Um, and he's a genius because over his NFL career, He's earned a combined total of $40 million, um, all to throw eight touchdowns in 261 attempted passes. So he's earned about 150K per pass attempt over his career. So for an undrafted guy out of Missouri, I think this is like, this is the American dream, in my opinion, is to like make millions of dollars doing absolutely nothing for many years is like something I aspire to do. You know, I think that's like where we all want to get to at some point. So I think he's a genius for that. Literally, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. That kind of went. That kind of went to my point. I think I was talking about it like last week or whenever Kirk signed his. I'm like, either if you're just like a mediocre quarterback or a backup quarterback, it's like the best job in the world. Oh, literally, it's yeah. no pressure. You're 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 golden. So you just move um, the clipboard and you're fine. Yeah. My my genius of the week is Trent Balky. Now, not really because he was signing all these guys, but how he gasses his own players up, it's unbelievable. Never seen seen, seen someone do it like him. Um, so he did sign Christian Kirk. And, and you know what? In his eyes, he might be the third best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, might be the best. He also signed, yeah. He also signed <laughs> Darius Williams, actually. Uh, former Ram was on the other side of, of Jalen Ramsey. And... Um, some of the reporters asked him, uh, how, how would you describe Darius Williams? And his answer was, just watch him cover Christian Kirk. <laughs> oh, wow. No way he said that. <laughs> he literally said that. He literally said that. Um, so just a really good hype man and kind of justifying that four years, 84 mil. It's like, if, you know, he can keep up with Christian yeah. Kirk. Like, come on. He can keep up with the third best wide receiver in the NFL. So uh -huh. he's got to be a good cornerback. Um, so what a, what a beast. This guy is just phenomenal. I like this idea that he watched like the Rams Cardinals games and he was like, okay, Christian Kirk's the best receiver on the Cardinals and look at the guy covering him. He's locking him up. So yeah. what if I could get both, <laughs> both. and put them yeah. together? It's yeah. like Jalen Ramsey's not even covering the best wide receiver in this game. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. give me Darius an Williams. Idiot. Yeah. yeah. I got to get uh -huh. Darius Williams before everybody else figures out how good he is. Literally. Yeah, we just yeah, watch for steel too. Like combine thirty million. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. he, uh, the other thing to watch with that is that now maybe he's just gonna sit there watching practice all day. This is like oh. his favorite thing. Williams against Kirk. He's like, coach, like whatever you do, I need them against each other in practice. <laughs> like I need it yeah. now. So interesting. <laughs> this week we've got uh, <clears throat> we got Chase Daniel, we got Fernando Tatis, and we got uh, Trent Balky. Those are the three candidates this week. I'm going Correct. with uh, Chase Daniels. I'm going with Trent Balky. I'm going with Trent, too. It's wow. too good. 
Adam voted for Trent too, right? Who'd you vote? I was going to vote for Chase, but then we have a tie. Let's go. Mm. That's okay. You want to vote for Trent. You want to do a co-winner? Yeah. I think they deserve it. All right. There we go. Co-winners this week. And Fernando to the loser side. I never saw it coming. No conclusive evidence. Um, They asked Pete Carroll why they wanted Drew Locke in the Wilson trade. Not sure if you guys saw this. And Pete said, quote, we loved him in the draft. Um, Classic answer. No conclusive evidence. Number one, there's pro tape, which maybe you should watch that too because he's (laughs) not in the draft anymore. He's, in fact, older and has played NFL games. So maybe watch that tape. And no conclusive evidence. Number two, here's the names of the last nine Seahawks first or second round picks. So 2017 forward, I'm going to read you. Malik McDowell, Ethan Posick, Rashad Penny, LJ Collier, Marquise Blair, DK Metcalf, Jordan Brooks, Daryl Taylor, Dwayne Eskridge. Those are the last nine Seahawks first or second round picks. Yeah. One of nine. One of Uh nine. So no conclusive evidence number two. If you like him in the draft, maybe not a good thing either. Like (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So uh, I'm I think this whole statement is bizarre. So I'm out. You're just you're just a GM. If I was a GM in the NFL, I'd be calling up Seattle and being like, "Who you guys like?" Yeah, so I don't. They're off not my board. <laughs> just take him right off the draft board, <laughs> man. But he did draft Russell Wilson in round three, so mm, okay, uh, I guess traded it all in for that. Um. I'll, I'll go here with my no conclusive evidence. It's just short and sweet. Uh, I think Matt Chapman's going to smoke like 40 plus home runs. I think this guy is, yes. I'm just so high on him. I love the the park that he's going to be playing in now. I think he's going to develop park. nicely. Um, so uh, he's my guy. I've, I've been a fan for a while now, actually. So I, I think he's going to have a great season. Alex, we getting DH gates or what? Yeah, I'm getting a DH. Like I already, like I'm ordering one, like as we speak. Yeah. So Me too. we're getting one. We're going to get a baby blue. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Atta boy. What you got, Owen? Send us home. So mine is also pretty short. Um, but there was a couple that believed they dug up the largest potato in their garden near <laughs> Hamilton, New Zealand. And it, according to Guinness, so the report is, uh, the headline is, Gi- uh, giant New Zealand potato is not, in fact, a potato. Guinness World Record rules. So oh. no conclusive evidence. Let's get somebody out there figure out what it is. Because the jury's still out. <laughs> and they haven't figured it out. <laughs> not in fact a potato yeah. the thing with owen is you never know where the sentence is gonna go when it starts when yeah he, yeah uh-huh. especially in bozo yeah and and in no conclusive evidence yeah <laughs> when he when he hits the world's the couple thought they dug up the world's largest potato that was shocking it wasn't on my bingo card for what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> wow. it is a weird it does not look like a bit if you look at the you can look it up it's weird looking potato for sure, I, but it's not I'm a potato. Running to Google to check out yeah. what the, what this thing is. Yeah. Um, I you said before the show we had to give you a ten. I think that was a ten. I agree. I had it was a hundred percent a ten. Left no room for doubt. Yeah, it was fire. Yeah. What are you guys giving it? Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Let's go. Let's go. I think I'll I, give it a ten. Nice. Is it as big of a ten as this potato, Adam? This is like a, it's like seven potatoes glued together. This That's what so it looks weird. like. Yeah. Oh, but so they don't even know fake. what it is. The article doesn't even say. Maybe it's mm. just a bunch of potatoes glued together. It's like a Mickey Mouse potato. They gave like, them DNA are... and everything. Wow. Interesting. Cool. Dude, I told you. I reported it. I yeah. took, gave it to you right from the source. Are you Are you questioning his journalistic credibility? Yeah. Uh-huh. I just have I have big shoes to fill because I don't know where you find things like this, and I guess I'm gonna have to step my. He found it in up. his backyard. In his no, garden. you. Where do you find <laughs> <laughs> these stories? Twitter.com. Right, right. If I had to guess, <laughs> start yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of weird stuff on there. Uh huh. Oh, and you're gonna be gone, obviously. Like we said, you have anything you want to tell the people for the two episodes you miss? I'll miss from you guys. Your, uh, from your little special room there. It's, oh, yeah, it's not at home special. in case people are curious. Yeah, I'm not at home. But uh, yeah, I'll miss you guys. It'll be good to be back. Let's go. Already Huge looking forward to the return. Back. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. I like it. Anything you guys want to say before we go, Alex, Adam? 
Um, no, just a crazy time right now with like free agency in NFL, free agency in MLB, uh, NHL trade deadline, like so much stuff going on. I don't remember it being this crazy um, um, the last couple of years. So just all this stuff going on, it's good. Yeah, and of course, tournament starting today. Sun sets at like 8 p.m. You know what that means. NHL playoffs start on May the 2nd. NBA playoffs start on April 16th. So it's getting to be that best time of the year. I'm so excited. School's almost done, you know. It's getting to be the good vibes. I'm really looking forward to it. So best yeah. time of the year on the way in the sports calendar. Yeah, Wait. I finished up my bracket while you guys were uh, talking baseball there. So Nice. Let's Who do you go. have as your winner? I have Arizona. Wow, so you're just copying Owen. Interesting. It's a nice tribute, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's subject to change. You never know. Well, it, I do know because it starts in a couple hours. Yeah, so. well, uh, I still have 24 hours Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there's still some review. Um, okay. Well, uh, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. We'll see you guys then. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the late sunset. See ya.